0: Welcome back to another episode. So last week, we talked all about creating the habit of exercise, and we were fortunate enough to have a guest, Dr. J, on our episode. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that yet, go ahead and listen when you get a moment. Uh, But I thought I would piggyback off of that lecture and do an introduction to sports nutrition. So at Bodymetrics, we, uh, we focus on medical nutrition therapy, weight management, as well as sports nutrition. And we have been fortunate enough to work with a lot of athletes in the area, whether it be high school athletes trying to get... A competitive edge to get a scholarship for college. Um, we've also worked with college athletes, and you know, I'm not allowed to name names, but one of those college athletes did go on to play pro, and I'm just gonna say it's not a coincidence that he was seeing us for nutrition. So, anyway, uh, sports nutrition is something that we love to do because it's just so much fun working with athletes. You know, they're motivated, they're driven you know, they're looking to see how can they optimize their performance. And so it is just a privilege to work with these athletes. Um, fun fact, I, you know, used to play sports in high school, um, played tennis in college, but here is my embarrassing story. So in high school, um, we went to States for the four by one relay team. So basically if you're not sure what four by one is, uh, you have four people on a team and everybody runs 100 meters. So 400 meters is one lap around. So everybody's running a quarter of the track. And I was the leadoff runner. And so um, our team made it to States. Very, very exciting. But we didn't get past the first round. So we literally are at the state championship meet for the whole entire weekend. And, you know, just having a great time watching some Amazing races, a lot of competitive athletes, and um, it just so happened that it was hot out and prom was next week, the following week after States. And I decided let's use this opportunity of watching all these great competitive races and let's also use this opportunity to get a tan for the prom the following week. And you probably know where this is going. It's not going to go anywhere great. (laughs) So we sat at the top of the bleachers because, you know, why not get closer to the sun when you can? And, you know, didn't use suntan lotion or any of that smart, responsible stuff. And I proceeded to get the nastiest sunburn ever that weekend. I mean, it was so bad. I mean, you think like leather skin Um, like the only thing that we could do is exfoliate and try to sloth off some of that, um, painful skin that was, you know, completely burned my body. Oh my goodness. I can still remember just crying in the shower as my mom was trying to, to help exfoliate my shoulders because it was a nightmare. So if you are listening to this and, If you are going to the prom the next week, do not go sit outside for eight hours in the direct sun. It will not end well. Hopefully you are smarter than I was back in high school. So that is my embarrassing story. I know that there are many of you that have embarrassing stories. Um, Maybe not that embarrassing, but I'm sure we all have stories to share. And so I give you these these stories not to completely embarrass myself, but just to let you know who you're listening to. You know, we all make mistakes. We're all human. And so, so am I. So anyway, that's it. I thought you might enjoy that story, but let's jump in to nutrition. All right. So like I said, last week, we talked a little bit about creating the habit of exercise. Now I want to jump in and do a little bit more education on sports nutrition. So we're going to scratch the surface. Um, I'm going to give you a couple ideas. If you are a competitive athlete, though, you have a specific race you're training for, whether it's a marathon or a triathlon, a steelman race, you know, obviously your needs are going to be a little bit more individualized. And that's where working with a dietitian can be really helpful. Whether you are a runner or a basketball player or a soccer player or any of those things, Uh, Nutrition can make or break your performance. And so today I just want to talk about a couple different things. First and foremost, I just want to talk about your everyday diet. All right. So a lot of times when we think about sports nutrition, we think about what we're eating around our activity. So pre-workout, post-workout. But honestly, what you put into your mouth on a consistent basis matters so much more than what you eat right before a performance. You know, you can have the most atrocious diet and, you know, eat a good solid pre-workout nutrition snack, and it's not really going to make a difference. Where all the hard work is done is your everyday consistent diet, how you show up for yourself day in and day out. Because honestly, what you put in your mouth will be how you perform. So your body is constantly evolving. You know, every three weeks, you're making new skin cells. Every six weeks, you're making new red blood cells. Or I should say every three months. I'm sorry. Every three months, you're making new blood cells. So where do you get the raw materials to make those new cells? It's through your food, right? So if you're eating a lot of junk, guess what your cells are made out of? Junk. And when you have junky cells, you know, how efficient are they? How well can you metabolize nutrients for energy? You can't because you don't have good quality cells in your body. So what you eat literally is how you will perform. And if you eat a lot of, you know, foods that don't offer any nutrient value, you're not going to get the best out of your performance. You're going to be sluggish. You're going to be tired. It's harder to concentrate and focus when your blood sugar is all over the place. So we really need to focus on the overall diet first and foremost, before we even start touching pre- and post-workout. Obviously, we need all the nutrients that we can get. So, you know, when it comes to nutrition, we focus on the major three macronutrients, which are carbs, proteins, and fat. Uh, Carbohydrates are important for a couple reasons. Number one, they are your main fuel source for energy, okay? This is so you don't fatigue early, All right. The body stores carbohydrates in the form of glycogen, and then that glycogen can quickly be converted into energy. So we need carbohydrates in our diet. Athletes especially need carbohydrates in their diet if they want to convert that into energy. Your body prefers carbs for energy. It does not want protein. It does not want fat. It's very efficient at burning carbs, and therefore that should be your primary fuel source. Okay, but not only do carbohydrates give you energy, is they help with your concentration. So specifically, um, your focus, making good decisions. You know, if you're out on the soccer field, and you've got the ball, and you've got to decide whether or not you're going to try to dribble past your offender, or, you know, Pass the ball, you've got to be able to make good decisions. You've got to be able to read the field. The decisions you're making are split second decisions. And so you need to have the focus and the wherewithal to know what is your best move. That comes from carbohydrates. So we want to make sure that you're eating a foundation of carbs. You know, there's two different types. We've talked about these before there's complex and there's simple. Complex carbs are higher in fiber, think long and strong. They're going to give you long, consistent bouts of energy. And then there's simple sugars. These raise your blood sugar quickly, and they give you a burst of energy. The only problem is you get that burst of energy, but then you crash afterwards. So there is some type of dance or a finesse between balancing simple carbs and, and complex carbs, but both are equally important in your diet. We need, um, we need those complex carbs as kind of your, your staples, your everyday staples. And then we supplement with those simple carbs to give you maximum bursts of energy during your workout. But it's important not to get these too confused as to when you eat them. Otherwise, it can really hurt your performance. All right. Ideally, we want to eat whole foods. And when I say whole foods, that basically means foods with one ingredient. All right, like a sweet potato. A sweet potato doesn't have a bunch of ingredients in it. The only ingredient is sweet potato. That's a good whole food. Whole foods help reduce inflammation. All right, inflammation for a lot of athletes is in the form of joint pain, muscle pain. And so ideally, we want to eat these whole natural foods because they're going to give our body the most nutrients for healing, for rejuvenation, for energy, All right. We want to make sure that when we're choosing our carbohydrates, we're choosing lots and lots of fruits and vegetables. I think I've mentioned this before on a previous podcast, but vitamins and minerals, which are found abundantly in fruits and vegetables, they almost they serve as keys. So when you eat carbs, proteins, and fats, they're units of energy. But they're locked up units of energy. And what happens is vitamins and minerals come along and they serve as keys. They unlock that that energy, that stored energy, so our body can use it and convert it to energy. So we can run, so we can jump, so we can do whatever we want to do. So we need to make sure that we're giving our body the right nutrients so it can do the work with, with just little little hardship. I don't even know if that makes sense, but we don't want to make our body work harder to get the energy. We want to make it seamless. We want to make it so simple that we don't put any, any type of unnecessary stress on our body when we're already stressing it out with an activity. So when we're choosing carbs, we gotta choose complex, we gotta choose simple in certain cases, and we have to you know, make sure that we're getting adequate fruits and vegetables so that we can convert the energy as quickly as possible and utilize it. But in addition to carbohydrates, we also need proteins, right? Protein is so important for muscle recovery, for muscle building, and also for formation of hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is what carries oxygen to the muscles, and if you want your muscles to move, they need to be oxygenated. Protein also helps with fluid balance, right? When you get dehydrated and you're losing fluid, and if you're losing fluid too quickly and you get dehydrated, that is going to cause a whole lot of problems. So protein is so important, but mostly important for that muscle rebuilding, Okay. So much of our exercise is tearing our body down. The process of building it back up is where we build bigger and stronger muscles. And protein is a really important part of that process. And then finally, we do need some fat in our diet. You know, it really is an important comp component of every single cell in our body. And so, Not only do we want to have healthy cells, um, but fat is also helpful in absorbing certain nutrients, specifically vitamins A, D, E, and K. And so we need to have some fat in our diet. Ideally, we want to choose more plant sources because saturated fat can be another source of inflammation. Um, So choosing things like olive oil, avocado, nuts, nut butter, seeds, olives, these are going to be your best options. All right, so now a question I get when it comes to sports nutrition is how many times should I be eating throughout the day? And honestly, this is going to vary depending on what activity you're doing, the timing of your workouts or your events, if you're, you know, competing in some type of race or, or a game or match, and so it really depends on the intensity of your activity how often you're, you're, um, working out. This is the thing with sports nutrition. There's not like a one size fits all. So part of this process is training your body. Just like you're training your body with exercise, you also need to train it with food. So it knows how to utilize it and can be very efficient. And so unfortunately it's not a one size fits all. Uh, recommendation some of this is going to have to be through trial and error but most of my athletes they'll eat roughly about every three hours or so just because they're burning so many calories their metabolisms are are jacked up because of you know the muscle mass that they have and the activity they're doing so about every three hours is a good rule of thumb but just know that that can vary depending on your activity and what your goals are All right. So I do want to talk a little bit about hydration because when it comes to replenishing nutrients, water is always going to be your first and foremost goal. All right. Hydration is so important. And the reason why it's important is if you are not properly hydrated, your muscles are not going to contract properly. That's a problem, because if you're trying to move your body, you need your muscles to be on your side. You need them to work. And so um, a well-hydrated muscle will contract and be able to move swiftly, efficiently. Um, Hydration is also important to increase blood volume, decrease body temperature, all of these things important for increased performance. So symptoms of dehydration are things like thirst, dry mouth, fatigue, headache, loss of strength, and inability to focus. You know, if you're in extreme temperatures, if, you know, if you find that you're disoriented and things aren't making sense, you are well, well beyond dehydration and you need to get off the field or the track immediately and start drinking. All right. Unfortunately, the sensation of thirst doesn't really come into effect until after a significant fluid loss has occurred. So especially in athletes, thirst is really not your best indicator that you need to drink. You're going to need to drink before that. Okay. And like I said, hydration is probably the most important thing that you can focus on when it comes to sports nutrition just a 1% dehydration will hurt performance up to 30%. That's pretty significant, right? We're not saying it's going to be just a a 5% decrease in performance or a 2% decrease, up to 30%. So guys, water, 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 right? Ideally, we recommend half your body weight in ounces every day. So If you weigh 200 pounds, divide that number in two, that would be 100, and aim for 100 ounces of fluid. But really the golden rule is you should be peeing um, about every two to three hours, and it should be light to pale yellow, clear, um, and copious, and copious means a lot. So clear and copious, Uh, that usually can occur with about half your body weight in ounces, And when you are drinking, try not to exceed more than 24 ounces in one hour. That puts a lot of stress on your kidneys. So if you are behind the the ball when it comes to replenishing your water and you're trying to play catch up, just know that three cups or, or 24 ounces is a safe amount to consume in one hour. Any more than that? Is just going to make your kidneys work a little too hard, and we need those kidneys for the rest of your life. When it comes to your practice or when it comes to a game, you know, usually we will recommend two to three glasses of water up to two hours before the event and one to two glasses five to ten minutes before the start. Okay? So again, hydration is going to be your number one concern. And then depending on your activity, we usually will recommend four ounces of water every 15 to 20 minutes. Now, I know what you're thinking. I cannot be bothered measuring ounces while I'm performing, right? I'm not gonna be measuring what I'm doing when I'm competing in a race or when I'm engaged in an activity. I get that. So a good rule of thumb, is to know that one gulp equals one ounce. So basically, I'm telling you, take four gulps every 20 minutes. That's a lot easier to calculate and to count than it is to try to look at your water bottle and see if you've consumed four ounces. All right, so one ounce is one gulp and about four gulps every 20 minutes. Remember, you wanna stay hydrated before you get thirsty. Thirst is a late Q. Okay. So another thing that you can do depending on how intense your workout. um, A lot of times I'll do this for my football players. um, I'll do this for my basketball players. Think of heavy, heavy, profuse sweating. So another thing that you can do is what we call measuring sweat loss. And so if you are a heavy sweater, what you can do is weigh yourself before your activity and weigh yourself after your activity. All right. See how much weight you lose. If you lost two pounds during your workout, that would be equivalent to 32 ounces. And so what you're going to do is you're going to replenish your sweat loss with a one-to-one ratio. So if you lose two pounds, each pound 16 ounces, so 32 ounces total, you're going to drink 32 ounces to replenish what you've lost. Remember, you're not losing two pounds of fat when you do a workout. More times than not, it's all water. And so you want to replenish that. Okay. Now, again, when I'm talking about sports nutrition, a lot of these recommendations are based on athletes. You know, those people that are pushing their body to the limits, really trying to see what they can do. Um, maybe out in the field for hours at a time, multiple days a week, I'm not specifically talking to the recreational exerciser. And although recreational exercise, not taking away from that, it's important. It's what the majority of us are doing right now. Uh, but some of these more intense recommendations are if you are doing more intense exercise, not just um, maybe going for a half-hour walk every day. We don't necessarily need to measure sweat loss for those activities. All right. So just a quick note on hydration. Hydration. You know, I always recommend making sure you're drinking first and foremost early in the morning. We don't want to be playing catch up at 930 at night. That will disrupt your sleep. And sleep is so important to the athlete, right? Sleep is when you do all your repair work and when your body repairs itself so it can show up for you the next day. So we don't want to disrupt sleep, Uh, Carrying a water bottle, though, can be really helpful. I mean, and honestly, these tips go beyond sports nutrition. This is for anybody. You want to drink early and often. You want to carry that water bottle with you so it's accessible. Uh, You can drink glasses of water at meals. Um, I tend to use a straw because I think that that makes me drink more because it's easier. Um, In terms of sports drinks, you know, really, sports drinks are only recommended if you are going to be out in the extreme elements or you're exercising for over an hour at an intense, at a pretty high intensity. All right. So this is important if your like six-year-old kid is playing soccer. All right. Your six-year-old kid most likely is not sweating so much that... He's losing electrolytes. (laughs) I know my six-year-old kids, when I had them in soccer or t-ball or any of those things, they were picking grass. They were looking at bugs. They were looking up at the clouds. They were not necessarily actively moving for an entire hour. And most of the activities were only around 45 minutes anyway. These type of athletes, these kids do not need a sports drink. They need water. And you can get water from food, too, like fruits. Can we please bring back the orange slices? Right? Do you guys remember that? When you would play sports in school, you would have your water bottle and some mom would bring cut up oranges. We do not need sports drinks and bags of Fritos after a 45-minute t-ball game. We don't. I know you want to be the mom that brings the fun snacks. But please don't. Because when I bring orange slices and water, (laughs) my kids want to run and hide because they're so embarrassed. I'm like, but this is actually what your body needs. All right. I can't compete with the sports drinks and Fritos people. And I refuse to because it's not even good for your body. All right. So let's just make a vow right now. If you have kids that are playing sports, you're bringing water and orange slices please. That's my my public service announcement for the podcast today. All right. So like I said, electrolyte replacement is important for long bouts of activity. So well over an hour and or extreme temperature. For the recreational exerciser, you do not need a sports drink. Energy drinks, things like monster drinks or um, some of those high caffeinated drinks, they're not recommended either. All right. In fact, caffeine acts as a diuretic, so it's pulling out water of your. It's pulling out more water from your body, which is the exact opposite of what we're trying to achieve. And honestly, some of them, the caffeine levels are at a dangerous level, and so I definitely don't recommend them. Um, safety is probably the number one concern if you do choose to drink them. So. Please, please talk to somebody, talk to your doctor, talk to a dietitian so we can determine what is the appropriate level of caffeine for you. It is based on weight and um, especially for the younger athletes, the high school and the college athletes, we want to make sure that you are doing everything safely. All right, just a quick note on pre and post workout nutrition. All right, so like I said, practice is gonna make perfect. We don't ever wanna try something new on game day or race day. Because just like you have to practice your, your sport, you also have to practice eating to make sure that your body can handle it and can be efficient with it. Now, pre-workout nutrition is important because it will provide you energy so that you can go longer and harder. It'll fuel your muscles. It'll prevent low blood sugar. And low blood sugar can uh, present itself in the form of headaches or feeling lightheaded or early fatigue. But another reason why you would want to eat something before your workout is it absorbs some of those gastric juices. All right, so that can help settle your stomach so your stomach's not upset uh, and also prevent hunger. The last thing you want to hear while you're running up and down a field is your stomach growling because you're hungry, All right? That is not the time for you to be hungry. We want you to be well-fueled so you can perform at your best. So again, when it comes to what to eat before an event, it really comes down to timing. If your event is three to four hours away, then you can eat a meal with carbs, proteins, and fats. Now, I probably wouldn't recommend something too high in fat because fats take the longest to leave your stomach, and so you don't want to have um, your stomach upset for when you're doing an event. So definitely stay away from the high fat foods right before you do any type of, of event or activity. If you um, don't have the opportunity to eat or say you have an early morning game and you don't want to get up three to four hours before that to eat something and you're within that two to three hour window, then a smaller version of a regular meal would work just fine. Again, maybe stay away from fats and just focus mostly on carbs and protein uh, Mm -hmm. just to make sure that, that those nutrients have enough time to adequately leave your stomach so that your stomach isn't competing for blood flow to digest foods while you're trying to um, direct blood flow to your muscles so that you can be um, have better performance, okay? Uh, liquid meals are going to take about an hour to two hours to digest, so that's an option if time is cutting short. And if you only have 30 minutes before your event and you want to get something in your system so you feel better, I'd probably go more towards fruit. Fruit can easily be digested in about 20, 30 minutes. Um, So that's where you want to go. Definitely no protein, no fat at that point. All right. I know that a lot of people think that pre-workout snacks are going to give them an upset stomach, you know, or people are afraid of diarrhea or just feeling sluggish. But the fact of the matter is, too much of the wrong foods will cause intestinal issues all right lack of fuel is going to lead to a sluggish performance so it's really important that we figure out what feels best to you and what your body can handle because pre-workout nutrition again will enable you to work out harder faster longer and that ultimately is the goal that you can be faster stronger and have more endurance than your opponents all right Now, when it comes to post-workout nutrition, our top priority, again, is to replace fluid losses. So we're going to drink water until our urine is back to that clear and copious, that clear and copious um, recommendation. All right. To optimize nutrition after a workout, you want to eat within 30 minutes of your activity, but you have up to an hour. But those first 15 to 30 minutes is when your body is screaming for nutrition. And remember, when you do an activity, especially an intense activity, you're tearing down muscle. And so your body wants to replenish and rebuild as quickly as possible. So getting nutrients into your system very quickly is the goal. So your body doesn't have to break things down in order to try to build things back up. We wanna give your body the nutrients so it doesn't have to work hard. So ideally, we want a ratio of three to one carbs to protein after an intense workout. So for every gram of protein, you want three grams of carbohydrate. That is the ideal range for post-workout nutrition. And again, you wanna eat that 15 to 20 minutes ideally after a workout, but you have up to an hour where your body can maximize the nutrients. Okay. So that was a lot of information. (laughs) And again, if you are participating in some type of activity or sport where sports nutrition can be helpful in optimizing your performance, that is what we are here for. Okay, we have dietitians on our staff that focus on sports nutrition and they're really, really good at it. You know, in fact, I took my kids to see some of the sports nutrition on staff. Number one, they won't listen to me because I'm the mom. But number two is because we have a lot of really talented people on our staff that know a ton about sports nutrition. And so use us as a resource Right? Some people think, oh, I don't want to go see a nutrition. I don't have anything wrong with me. I'm not diabetic or I'm not looking for weight loss. You don't have to be. Some of you, you know, you work out. You work out hard or you're doing different events. And so that's where nutrition can come alongside and really help you maximize the time you're spending, you know, whether it's in practice or training or whatever you're doing. Okay. So that's what I have for you today. Hopefully that was helpful and gives you some insight into what we talk about when it comes to sports nutrition. So um, again, please reach out to us and utilize us. Our website is bodymetricshealth.com and you can schedule an appointment right online or um, get our phone number for more information. All right, guys, got to give you your recipe. So it is the fall and I know it is around Thanksgiving. So I'm gonna to continue to give you more pumpkin recipes because I know you guys love them. Uh, this we're going to make uh, pumpkin energy bites. All right, so energy bites are a great form of nutrition. They're packed into these little golf ball sized bites that make it easy to eat and digest quickly so that you can be on your way and help your performance. So for this recipe, you're going to need about one and a half to two cups of uncooked oatmeal, a half a cup of natural nut butter, so whether you want to use peanut butter or almond butter, a half a cup of pumpkin puree, a quarter cup of chia seeds, one quarter cup of honey, a teaspoon of vanilla extract, a half a teaspoon of cinnamon or pumpkin pie spice, and optional, if you'd like a half a cup of mini dark chocolate chips. Okay. And so for this recipe, you're going to mix everything together except the chocolate chips. And then once everything's all mixed together, then you can fold in the chips, the chocolate chips, if you prefer. Um, You might want to stick that in the refrigerator for about 15, 20 minutes, just to let everything kind of firm up. It's much easier to roll them into balls if it's cold than if you do the mixing and then go right into the formation of balls. Uh, Then once you let it cool for a little bit, scoop a spoonful into your hand, roll it into the size of a golf ball, and then you can either keep them in your refrigerator for up to a week, if they last that long, or you can go ahead and stick them in your freezer. All right, so there is your sports nutrition recipe, your fall thanksgiving recipe any time of the day recipe um, we're here for you we're going to help you out along the way and so if you want you can actually go to our blog which is on our website again bodymetricshealth.com and you can um, access the pumpkin energy bite recipe right off of our website so all right guys that's what i got for you today i hope you have an excellent day and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at body metrics health. The book nourish eat repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.